Hey everybody, welcome back to Draco's Den. We're on episode 14. I'm your host Draco, of course, and I am dealing with the quarantine just like everybody else this weekend. Um, my state, I'm in Missouri, so we're not fully on, you know, lockdown yet, but close enough. And I think I've seen something about us uh, kind of going on to the lockdown as of Monday, where we should not be going anywhere that's not essential. So basically, doctor or hospital, grocery store, or pharmacy is what they're suggesting. It's also about the limitations being, you know, of course, we can take a walk outside. It's not like we have to literally just sit in our home the whole time, but we shouldn't be going anywhere non-essential. So that starts uh, for us apparently on Monday, which is the 23rd. At least that's what I saw earlier, but right now I'm technically still able to go places, but screw that, I am in the house. And a lot has changed just in the past 24 hours. Um, you know, I still have my youngest, uh, my 8-year-old, of course, here, but I also now have a 16-year-old. A 16-year-old who I fostered previously, and when he left me, went back home to his birth mother, and was supposed to be done with Children's Division, but circumstances have now repeated, and he's back in the care of Children's Division, which means they called me first when they realized they had to take custody of him again, and he is back in my care, and has been through quite a bit in the past, I don't know, six, seven months, really, uh, just making poor choices, honestly, and being more of a follower than a leader has landed him in situations that um, more or less caused his mother to put him into a treatment program. And when that program had to release due to the state of the world right now, he uh, was put back into uh, the care of the state because for a second time in this particular situation, his mom has neglected to come get him when he's released, or as a matter of fact, not even neglected, she just chose not to. Same differently, but what this means is I now have a 16-year-old and a 16-year-old who's basically asking me to adopt him, and come next week, I'll find out what the state has in mind as far as plans for him. But I don't see him going anywhere anytime soon. So I now have an 8 and a 16-year-old. And fucking just help me. Help me. But I, you know, I do have a previous relationship with him. So as much as I would like to knock him directly upside his head, 70% of the time it's mostly playful because we get along just fine. But that means I have an additional mouth to feed, an additional body in the house that I was not planning on. My 13-year-old, as we know, is in residential. Unfortunately, he is under quarantine at this point, not because he had the virus, but because someone working, um, supervising the children, so one of the workers within the facility actually tested positive, and I believe that worker is in his cottage. Um, may not have been, but that means the whole facility is kind of under quarantine right now, just monitoring for symptoms and testing and so on and so forth so interesting uh, time that we're living in here i of course canceled my out of town plans for my vacation i am home and will be home all this week 
as we go into lockdown. If that extends past next week, which I'm assuming it probably will, I will be home the following week and won't be working. Don't know how that's going to go yet, but that's the state of things over here in Draco's Den. That's that's what's happening in Draco's life right now. We, we are dealing with everything, and I'm stocked up on food and all that, so no need to be overly concerned, but the plus side is, you know, I have a lot of time to do some reading, some writing, and of course record these shows, so... Well, I may not release a show every day, I will probably be recording several days or, you know, I'll record several shows that I can release in the coming weeks because I have the time to do so and why not? So with that being said, let's get on with today's topic. Okay, so today's topic was suggested uh, by my god brother um, because I am a practicing Wiccan although I normally just use the umbrella term of pagan. So he suggested that I speak on how it's working with me being a single father who's Wiccan raising children, children who are not Wiccan, who were not raised that way, not any form of pagan. Uh, As a matter of fact, all of my children were raised in some variation of Christianity. Um... Most of them are too young to give me a distinct denomination, but they were generally brought up on some form of Christianity. That's the the faith line that they know and follow because that's what they were told. But here, you know, my house, I am proudly Wiccan, so there's not anything Judeo-Christian related going on in here, really. Um, But... That does raise some questions with my particular faith, you know, with the rituals, which are generally a solo idea, a solo uh, thing, unless you're in a coven or something practicing. I guess the question is kind of how do I find time to engage in all of my spiritual practices while raising them? And suppose the other question would be, do I raise them in my faith or do I raise them by their faith or how does that go? So, a couple basic things here. I am not a fan of forcing religion on children at all. Um, However, when questions are asked, I'm going to answer honestly. Now, to be fair, I was also raised in a Christian household with a Christian upbringing. So before anyone decides to, you know, send me a bunch of voice messages or come at me on social media like, well you know you're going to hell and stuff like that. A couple of key things to keep in mind here. I don't believe in hell. And by the state of the world now, I feel fairly confident that this is this is hell. This, this is the closest you're going to get to hell. I don't think we need a whole afterlife full of punishment. <clears throat> but realistically, I do believe in the concept of reincarnation. So I am one of those that would believe that Most of us have been here before in previous lifetimes and will continue to be so until, I don't know, whenever. I don't have a a fear of Armageddon or any variation of that word. It doesn't coincide with my faith. That's, That's a 
Christian concept that I just don't believe in. I mean, sure, other pagan faiths may, in their mythology, depending on which pantheon you follow, had some form of end-of-the-world type thing. Mine doesn't. None at all. So, it's not really a big thing for me. But, again, I was raised, you know, Christian, brought up on the Bible, able to read through it, read through the entire thing multiple times, and for myself personally... Don't need any of you taking offense that might be listening, but I found that particular line of faith to, how shall we say this, wasn't the right one for me. It does not resonate with me. I do not speak to the God of the Judeo-Christian faith. So whatever you name him, God, Jehovah, Yahweh, Allah, whatever, that's not my particular line of faith. That being said, of course, with me having walked away from Christianity, and I made that choice, honestly, about halfway through high school, it wasn't clicking with me. And then when I moved out um, after college is when I stumbled upon the Wiccan faith, which resonated with the ideas that I had already been formulating for myself, but had never been able to put a specific name to. So, you know, just to give a little bit of background information, essentially for me, and I'm going to talk from my own point of view, not necessarily from, you know, a point of view that's held at large or um, using anyone else's particular uh, book to follow their path, just speaking from my path. For me, being Wiccan, first off, means that I don't just worship the a male god. I worship a female goddess. Because if one follows the idea, which kind of pervades every major religion ever, that God or God made the uh, humanity in their own image, well, there's man and there's woman. Makes sense to me. There aren't... Uh, structured rules to my particular faith. It's more of a guideline. I mean, you can hear some people say, you know, a couple of things that's like the rule of three. Anything you put out comes back threefold. Good comes back three times over. Bad comes back three times over, so on and so forth. I can coincide with that and I can follow that line of belief. But there's no, you know, we don't have like a list of ten commandments to follow. Some do. And it's part of the reason why I don't always expressly identify as Wiccan. I normally just say I'm pagan because I have ideas that come from Wicca and then I have ideas that come from other places. And essentially, I only follow my own moral path. You know, I don't believe in a a detailed list of rules that I have to follow because I don't believe in some mystical heaven and and hell i don't have that idea what my reward and punishment would realistically come in life and i've kind of experienced that already so that just kind of gels a little bit more with me than having to please the higher power just to get rewarded in the afterlife while this life sucks just my personal form of belief um with that being said you know there's 
a lot of differences that, you know, I, I do have rituals that I do. Some might call them spells, some call them rituals, some call it prayer, all the same shit. Just different names, somewhat different practices. I am not as strict on rituals as more famous Wiccans were. Um, such as like Silver Raven Wolf or uh, Scott Cunningham and so on and so forth. I am a solo practitioner, so I have to practice the way that best suits myself. Essentially what this means for me is while I recognize that there are holidays, holy days, special days, so on and so forth, I don't limit myself to only performing a ritual at a specific time. Meaning, I perform them on my time. I don't um, limit myself to only performing um, at the height of the full moon or at, on a new moon for whatever reason. I believe in putting out what I need and what I feel necessary to work on at the time that I need it and feel it necessary to work on it, not limited to moon cycles and so on and so forth. And I haven't really noticed any backlash to that. Because essentially to me, it's like saying, I, you, know, uh, you know, for those that grew up Christian, they can only pray on Sunday. Well, no. You can pray anywhere, anywhere. However, but for the more elaborate rituals that I'm really pushing my intent out, again, I don't focus on specific days, specific time of day, any of that. It's just when I feel that I can work up the energy to do it and have the free time to do so makes me a little bit different from some Wiccans and pagans that I know that have to perform a ritual with these specific items. So they need a candle in this specific color. They need, uh, you know, these herbs. They need anathema. They need a wand. They need a pendulum. They need so on and so forth. I, I use these things in some cases, but I don't limit myself in the way that I've seen others do it. Again, this is my path. As, as a Wiccan or Pagan, not necessarily the path followed by people who identify as Wiccan or Pagan at large. I'm a little different. But, you know, still, rituals. When do I find time? How do I find the time? Um, especially with the kids. And then how does that affect me raising the kids? How does that affect them? Well... This isn't an overly uh, complicated thing for me, as one might think. Because I have followed Christianity, I can still pull bits and pieces from it if I needed to for a child that is completely devout. What I found, however, is that my children were raised on that idea, but they're not particularly devout. It's just more of a habit, what they're used to. So prior to coming to me, my eight-year-old was used to going to church every Sunday. I don't go to church ever. There's no Wiccan or Pagan church, supposedly. I mean, I think I heard something about something in Utah that was supposed to be like a Wiccan thing, but no, that's, that's not a mandatory thing. Our church is freaking nature, okay? My church is wherever the hell I make it. I have an altar set up in my room. I don't have a designated day to go and worship or give thanks or whatever the hell you want to call it. We don't have all that here. So to me, Sunday is... The day before I have to go back in hell, i.e. work, but, you know, hell. So I'm resting. You know, I, I'm spending time with the kids. I might make a big dinner. Those traditions I might keep. That's not really a religious thing. That's a cultural thing. 
But as far as church, we don't go to church here. If my children were adamant that they would like to go to church, I have friends who are of that faith. My best friend, as a matter of fact, is Christian. If, if any of my children really felt the need to go sit in a Christian church, I can send them with her. However, given the choice, they're not going to. Now, whether that's a product of them having so much struggle early on in their life, them just being kids and not knowing any better, or genuinely not giving a shit, who knows, who cares? I can answer questions. So, you know, when I have been asked, you know, why don't I go to church? I simply explain to them, my religion, my faith does not require me to go to a specific building to honor the God and goddess that I serve. Of course, that brings a little bit of confusion. And all I simply explain is, well, you know how in the religion you were raised in, there is one God. Well, in mine, there are many. And I follow a particular God and goddess. And it gets easier to explain because, I mean, they really don't care. And I take them with me when I go shopping for stuff. So I like to carry around stones. When I go buy stones, they get stones. Does that contradict their faith? No, because according to Christianity, God made everything. Stones are part of the earth. God made the damn stones. It's not really that complicated. Um... Then, of course, you know, I have other things that I engage in. You know, I use tarot cards. I don't give my kids tarot readings because they don't ask for them. They're fucking 8 and 13, and now I got a 16-year-old. They, they're not going to come say, well, hey, Pops, can you come give me a, a tarot card reading? No. They are going to come in my room and ask me, Dad, Pops, whatever they call me, um, can I get some candy? Or can I get something to eat? Can I get some soda? Can I go outside? Can I do anything to get on your damn nerves today? That's their focus. So I do my tarot readings. They're always done in my room because that's where I keep the cards at. That's where my altar is at. I do readings for myself. I do readings for my friends that ask, former co-workers, so on and so forth. It's not a big deal. My kids see the tarot cards. They don't feel any type of way about it. It doesn't bother them. As far as rituals, when I work them is generally... Just because I'm a more private person when my children go to sleep or when they're not home, being that my eight-year-old has to have, you know, mandatory visits with his biological sperm donor, that frees up some time on the weekends for me, or at least it did. Now I have a 16-year-old who'll be here up under me all the damn time. Yes, I realize he's 16 and one would think he would get out, but due to... The situation at large and then current um, other restrictions that he'll have outside of this coronavirus care. You know, he'll be here more often than not. But still, I have time when they go to sleep. It's, you know, my room is my room. My altar, again, is right in my room, right next to my bed. I don't do a big elaborate showing of... You know, my rituals, uh, you know, it's, it's not like, and I don't do my rituals skyclad, i.e. naked. Some people do. Some people feel free or doing that that way. Uh, me, personally, I'm like, and eh, it's not really my thing. I do have two, you know, robes or whatever that I might wear on occasion when I'm doing a full, you know, actual ritual thing or whatever, which 
the only day that I always guarantee that I'm going to do one on is Halloween. Just, it's my favorite day of the year. You know, the weakening between Vale or whatever the hell. The original New Year, so on and so forth. I love to do a ritual, a large one, to kind of channel what I intend to bring into my life in the coming year on Halloween. Just my personal preference. Only one that I really require, though. Other than that, I'll do it if the moon is full, if the moon ain't full, if it can be half full. I really don't give a damn. Um, I did do one on one of the super moons, and I thought that was really helpful. Just my personal preference. Again, ritual, spells, however you refer to it, it's prayer, it's all the same. So why not do it whenever you have the time and you feel comfortable doing it? That's my thought. Now, aside from all of that, like it, my, my personal practice isn't overly complicated. I'm not preachy. I don't tell my children they have to believe as I believe. If they only believe in that one God that they were taught, okay, well, that's what you believe, and it's your path to discover. If they come to me and they question, you know, things that don't quite sit well with them about the religion, we can have that discussion as well. I can go into the historical, you know, point of view of, you know, this book is compiled of, first off, the words of men anyway, just my personal opinion, but also there are books missing from this collection that you know, we've, the historians have proven that, there are books of the Bible that are intentionally left out that were left out by whichever Roman emperor did it first. And then King James, the more popular version now, there are a lot of books missing that were originally meant to be part of the Bible or whatever. We can have that discussion. If they feel like, okay, well, this part of the Bible does not make sense to me. How do I relate that to you, you know, as my dad, foster dad, whatever you call me, we can have that discussion. Um, you know, if they say, well, you're a Wiccan and the Bible doesn't really uh, speak positively on witches. Okay, yeah, sure, fine. We can have that discussion too. But at this point, I don't think it bothers them. I think it's a little bit easier in my circumstance to deal with because my kids are more concerned with do they have an adult in their life that they can trust that is supplying them with the things they need, at least some of what they want, someone that actually cares about them, their needs, their wants, their dreams, their hopes, their desires. That is, to me, or based on what I see from them, that's what they're more concerned with than what spirituality I follow. Um, we're not at a point where we have in-depth discussions on religion the in-depth discussions that I tend to have with my children generally regard family. It regard It's regarding, you know, in the case of a little one, what's going to happen with him next? Is he ever going to return home? Um, whose rules does he have to follow? The answer, mine, because you live in my house. And then if you're visiting with them, you follow their rules of their house, but still follow my rules. You know, with the older children, we have more discussions on 
where they came from, how they were brought up, what's difference, what needs to change as far as how they act while they're residing here with me. I've had those discussions a number of times. I'm going to have those discussions several more times. None of my kids are so deeply ingrained in the religion they were brought up on that it bothers them to see me be something totally different. Because if you look at it from their point of view, they were raised under this Christian umbrella, but the these Christian people that brought them up didn't exactly treat them well. You know, they abandoned them, neglected them, abused them physically, mentally, allowed them to be abused sexually and tried to cover it up, so on and so forth. And yes, I have encountered that with all of my, in some variation with all of my kids, I've encountered all of those things. And I find that they are more concerned with the fact that I do none of those things. Am I a, a, a strict disciplinarian? Yes. But I, at this point, even the eight-year-old can see there is a difference between me instilling discipline versus the abuse that was suffered previously. That's the things they're more concerned with. So I think, you know, and I, just going off what I see and what they say, I think they're more concerned with the fact that they are happy, healthy, and safe in my home than the fact that I believe differently than those that raised them before. Now, you know, if they, as they get older, if they are questioning spirituality, will I, you know, introduce them more in depth to mine? Sure. Will they always have at least a basic understanding of me? Yes, because I want them to understand and accept the differences in others. Respect the faith of others. That means, you know, y'all were brought up Christian. You should be respecting the people around you that are Jewish, that are Muslim, that are pagan, Wiccan, Buddhist, Hindu. I don't give a damn if they practice voodoo, whatever. You know, I just want them to be healthy, responsible adults that are accepting of differences and accepting of who other people are. I mean, and if we want to delve a little bit more into it, let's face it, you know, not only am I a single father for them, not only am I a practicing Wiccan, pagan, whatever you want to call me, I'm also bisexual. And in recent years, I lean more towards men, or at least that's what approaches me more often. That doesn't bother them either. And I raise nothing but boys. You know, I don't feel comfortable, you know, taking in girls. I don't have the space if I wanted to at this point to take in girls. Like, I would have to have a much larger house because if I were going to do a mix of children, well, girl has to have their own room. Boys have to have their own room. Whereas if I'm just raising boys, I can put two of them in one room. But there are a lot of things that are different about me. I believe differently than their parents believe. I act differently than their parents acted. I treat them differently than their parents may have treated them. And as in their eyes, as long as they're not being abused, as long as the restrictions kind of make sense, they can go along with it. Yes, we struggle with those restrictions because certain habits have been ingrained in their brains for so damn long you know even a year of you know residing with me doesn't necessarily undo some of the habits they'd already learned that's just a fact of life but 
all in all, when you see, uh, you know, me interact with my kids, if you're just on the outside looking in, you'd never know I'm a practicing Wiccan, they were raised Christian, and still at least somewhat believe in that ideology. Um, because it's not really that big of a deal to them. You know, they're just, they just want to be happy, healthy, and safe. And again, if we get to the point where they want to discuss religion and, and they want to have an in-depth discussion, which I have had with one of my teenagers previously, the difference between him as a Christian and me as a Wiccan, and we can have those discussions. And that particular teenager didn't mind at all. He's like, okay, that makes a lot more sense. As I told him some different things and the reasons why I personally, you know, don't follow the Christian faith, it made sense to him. Did that mean that he automatically changed his mind and became a Wiccan? No. <laughs> um, you know, he's still what he was before, but he can understand my viewpoint without being condescending to me or having feeling like he has to convert. I don't feel the need for any of my children to follow the exact same path as me unless this path is what speaks to them. So the next question that might come up in this would be, how would you advise your children on their spiritual path? And it, for me, it's simply this. Go with what speaks to you deep down in your soul. You know, if you close your eyes to pray and you pray to the Christian God, you pray to Yahweh and he does not speak to you, you don't feel any response back, you don't feel any connection, okay, well, now you can explore what God does speak to you. Just put, and if you put the message out there without a name, one generally will come to you if you believe in a higher power. If they want, if they, you know, find it to be utterly bullshit that any God exists and they want to be atheists. Hey, I got plenty of atheist friends. We're cool. You know, if they, you know, put their feelers out there and the God or goddess that speaks to them is of a totally different pantheon, because I personally follow the Greek pantheon, specifically Zeus and Hera. So if they, you know, have gotten to that point and put feelers out there and that's who speaks to them, okay, great. Well, we can have a little talk about that. If they decide to follow an Egyptian god, a Celtic god, a Japanese god, whatever. Every pagan, every Wiccan has a different patron. You know, and we might pull from any different faith. Some people follow gods from two or three different pantheons. I personally stick to the Greeks. I stick to what I know, what I feel comfortable with, and who speaks to me. That's who speaks to me. As far as my kids go, when they get to that point, my, my main advice is always just going to be go with whichever god or goddess speaks to you. If, you know, the Christian God is not speaking to you, hey, that's not the, the faith for you. Doesn't mean that you don't have to share some of the ideals that might be put forth in that faith. But maybe it's a different God telling you those uh, or guiding you towards those than the one that's presented in that book. Maybe it's the same one. Maybe you are of the faith that uh, I've seen the idea presented in some that god is within so they don't have to put a specific name to who they follow because they kind of see themselves in a godly light like god is a the innermost spiritual part of themselves i can get jiggy with that faith too ultimately whatever makes them feel comfortable is what i would 
tell my children to follow. I'm not going to tell them to follow a specific thing. And is if they need help kind of researching religions, I've done that. So I can do that with them again. I can, you know, we can research the Bible and what went into the making and writing of that. We can research the Quran. We can research the, uh, what's it, the Torah. We can research any of the other pagan faiths. We can, you know, look into Buddhism, Hinduism, whichever you prefer. If the question comes up and they want to, you know, branch out and learn more, we can do that together. If they're comfortable where they're at, they can stay there. If they just feel like what I'm doing resonates with them, we can go that route too. Whichever route ultimately works for them is where I would advise them to go, not to just go and do as someone else tells you to do. Yeah, find your own faith. It's much more satisfying. I find it much more satisfying to me and I can still speak to others through their own faith without coming at them from my end. You know, when I give advice to, for example, my best friend, if she asked me, and we had this discussion in a previous episode where I get asked advice, like relationship advice for people who are married and in relationships while well, I've been single five years. But when I answer her questions or give her advice on that one, I try to pull from her faith, which is just my way of relating to her. I use her book to her advantage so she can relate to it, understand it, and use it. And then and, and in case she thinks something I said doesn't sound right, I mean, you had a whole damn book, go research it. So same thing with my kids, you know, but ultimately I would prefer for them to follow their own path, whatever that path may be, and know that this father will support them no matter which path they choose. Okay, so I didn't want to make too long of an episode this time because I didn't want to get too technical with going and, you know, researching all those holidays and shit that I don't actually care about to do rituals on and overbore people with details because it basically, the question was really just centered around how I balance, you know, me being me with raising these children. How do I find time to, you know, engage in my spiritual practices? while steadily raising them it, it it helps that as long as they don't feel threatened they can sleep through anything that i'm doing in here it's not like i'm in here banging drums and shit um i don't have to dance around the whole house just to have a ritual i can hold my little ritual in one space i mean there might be some where i might have to walk out the door for something but that's not really going to disturb them overly much I find my time while they're asleep, while they're out, and hell, even if they're awake, I can do something quick, you know, quick little spell, quick little prayer, or whatever, anywhere. You don't have to have tools. It's all about the intent that you put out there anyway, so that's just how I balance, how I deal with keeping true to my spirituality while raising these children who are of another religion and spirituality until such time as they decide to change it or commit totally to it. Ultimately, their decision, not mine. It's not as complex as one might have expected it to be, at least not for me. Now, I can't speak to anyone else in, in their practices. I have other friends that are pagan or Wiccan that raise their children from the start in their faith, and that's their choice. And if that works for the kids, then fine. I, the ones that I'm closer with, I've not encountered any that 
would discourage their child from exploring other religions just because they raised them from the jump, you know, in their own. I find that more often with my Christian friends where they expect their children to follow in their faith because they believe in that wonderful little concept of heaven and hell. And quote unquote, I don't want my children to burn in hell. And I've had discussions with some of those friends like, dude, you know, this religion may be bullshit to your kids. You need to figure out what you're going to do in the event that your kids say, no, this doesn't make any sense to me or I don't like it. I don't want to follow it other than making them do it, because if you make them do it, it tends to turn them off. But that's what they my you know, all of my nieces and nephews, that's what they have Uncle Brandon for. If mommy and daddy are, you know, assholes about making them follow this religion that they think is utter horseshit or just there are parts of it they don't jive well within their spirit, that's what they come to me for. And they know that Uncle Brandon doesn't necessarily feel the need to discuss with their parents what I discuss with them, but can put them, you know, on whichever path they actually see fit and more than likely will stand up to their parents if their parents are intent on forcing their children into their belief system. Now, does that always make my friends happy with me? No. The more, you know, accepting ones understand that at least if their children don't believe as they believe and they feel the need to go out somewhere, they would have someone older and presumably wiser to help them versus them trying to go out on their own and maybe finding something that's not even a religion or a spirituality, but is just a not-so-healthy source of comfort. Who knows? But that pretty much wraps up this episode. I don't have any additional questions this week, and the next topic for the next show is kind of up in the air. I know I received a suggestion, and I'm going to have to do a little research on it because such a broad topic, such a rude topic, by the way. My dear sister uh, suggested that I speak on the topic of fuckboys. Well, that has a lot that goes into it, so we're going to narrow that down and maybe do that in more of a story format. And I can stretch a few episodes out of fuckboy behavior, really. So what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to reach into my history, gather a few fuckboy stories, and maybe see if I can get some other listeners to contribute their fuckboy stories. And we'll talk about them, we'll comment on them, probably laugh about some of them, and generally enjoy it. But in the meantime, in between time, feel free to reach out to me with whatever questions you have to submit for each episode or suggestions on a topic for an episode. You can always send those to me on any of my social media, Twitter, Instagram, or on the website. You know, it's dracosden.com. Once again, also feel free to uh, hit that support option on Anchor if you want to support the show. Maybe get um, quicker rights to make a suggestion on topics and just, you know, help keep the show running as that support helps big time for me with, you know, setting aside time to record these shows as well as helping me keep up to date on equipment and things that I need for it. But 
that'll wrap this show up. I will see you guys or talk to you guys more accurately sometime in the very near future because I've got a lot of friggin' time to record more shows.